0: Uh, Welcome to the Love Sport Podcast, Paul, John and Pete on tonight. Tonight we're going to do a bit of a special and we don't know what each other's going to say, but it is our five favourite sporting people of all time, our individual five favourites. Doesn't mean they're the best, doesn't mean they're the greatest of all time, that's another show. This is our uh, favourite five players of all time from any sports. This is, was and always will be the Love Sport Podcast. Welcome to another Love Sport podcast. I've got Pete with me at the moment, and I'm Paul, of course, and we'll have John join us soon. So we'll make it really uncomfortable for him. So as the audience, um, we get our time zones mixed up, a few of us. John hasn't come on for some reason at the moment, so it's embarrassing. We're just putting it out there, and we'll continue uh, when he comes on. Tonight, we're doing a special Um, We're actually going to choose our five favourite sports people of all time. And I've given the boys a bit of leeway to chuck in a couple honourable mentions. So the caveat is that it's not, doesn't have to be the greatest sports person of all time. It's John's favourite five, my favourite five, Pete's favourite five, and we're going to go from five to one. But before we do, while we're waiting for John, Pete, the Champions League was played this morning, The you know, the Wednesday uh, morning version. Anything stand out for you there? Oh, mate, it, first up, awesome to be able to be back on the pod and be able
1: to talk some football with you, like, woot, properly woot. exciting. Uh, in terms of things that kind of stood out in Champions League football, um, Barcelona got the win. Um don't know about anyone else in the universe, but that's surprising enough as it is, because that's a rare occurrence, <laughs> Uh, Juventus getting the better over Zenit in the 4-2 victory. That was actually a really good performance. Um, Sevilla, the champions of the Europa League, yet again, uh, not doing as brilliantly in the Champions League as you kind of expect. So they're an interesting entity. Um, Yet again, Cristiano Ronaldo is the clutch who uh, brings United together at the end to be able to claim that 2-2 against Atalanta. Uh, I thought that uh, Chelsea... They, uh, they kind of made a... things hard for themselves at times yeah. against Malmo. Malmo. 1-0, um, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly right. So, Hakim Ziyech, a, a guy who hasn't played a whole lot of football of late because he, he's been out with injuries. So, great to be able to see him back on the score sheet as well as uh, Tiago Silva putting a dominant performance in. But, yeah, th- they made things hard for themselves at times. Um, and then, obviously, I, I, I personally, I felt like the the most interesting game was actually between Wolfsburg and Abizal. Um, Sorry, Red Bull Salzburg, um, and I thought that this was probably the most interesting one because Salzburg's still in this aftermath of Jesse Marsh, mm. who's since left to go to RB Leipzig, um, and with Salzburg that they play such sensational football, and Wolfsburg's this this really interesting entity in the Bundesliga who can can shock and surprise teams at times, but. Yeah, for me, this, this 2-1 win for Wolfsburg, um, huge performance and very well-deserved uh, result.
0: No, it was really, it was really good. And, and I've got to admit, um, didn't get up. I've only watched highlights. So anything I'm going to say is probably uh, going to be a bit uh, remiss there. But I do love Wolfsburg's. Uh, I've always loved their jerseys. So uh, I'll go with that one, mate. Um, Bayern also did the, their standard win over Benfica. Yeah, look, they did. It was pretty, you know,
1: stock standard in a way with this buyer uh by Munich win, type of a team. They win five two. <laughs> yeah, uh, Robert Lewandowski scoring a hat trick yet again. Like this guy, if he's not up there as you know a true contender for the Ballon d'Or, um, I, I really be. don't understand. Um, he he's quite honestly, one of the best players in world football at the moment. Absolutely. And, mate, what a time for Big John to come and make the introduction. He's in, he's in. We'll hear the
0: the door shut. (laughs) The the beer can will open in a few seconds.
2: Hang on, hang on. I'm doing jobs,
0: mate.
2: (laughs) I'm sneaking around, carrying. You guys never know how hard I work through a day.
0: Um, we, we've got the same videos that helped, uh, release, uh, Clayton, the young girl, Cleo from WA, mate. So, um, we poss- possibly do. All right, and what, mate. Hey, off the sport, what a brilliant news story for once. We always hear the tragic stories. How good is it that young girl was found in WA? It's
2: beautiful to wake up this morning to hear that oh. news. Yeah. The oh, oh. thing that happened while she was away, um, was okay as well.
0: Hi, hey, absolutely. But so often in these stories, um, are absolutely tragic. So to, to have a, you know, anyway, I know it's not sport related, but what a great story for Australia that, you know, Cleo's back united with her family. Mate, we we're just talking about the um, Champions League. You know, I'm going to let Pete continue here. I was having a look at tomorrow morning's games. There's a couple of rippers there Milan, uh, AC Milan Porto, Dortmund Ajax, Liverpool Atletico Madrid. It's, oh, sorry, Atletico, there's some real rippers there. Yeah, you do. You... Plus, plus you've got your Man City against uh, Club Brugge.
1: You've got Abir Leipzig against Paris Saint-Germain. Um, you've got FC Sheriff uh, playing host to Inter Milan. So that that's going to be a, an incredibly exciting one. Plus, then you've got um, Sporting Lisbon against uh, the Turkish giants Besiktas. Uh, and then finally, you've got Rio Madrid against Shakhtar Donetsk. And look, Shakhtar Donetsk are actually, they're doing incredibly well in the league at, at the moment. And Rio Madrid, they, they might be, you know, uh, this classic powerhouse in Spanish football. But if anyone can kind of surprise them the way that Sheriff
0: did, for me, it's Shakhtar. Well, mate, we should just do a podcast one night. And just get you to announce every international uh, or every big football team <laughs> from around the world. I, uh, that was we'll brilliant. Go- <laughs> we need to get him a gig on. Uh, who who hosts the football now? Is it is it Stan? Is it Paramount? Is it? Who uh,
1: Champions League is Stan Sports. So uh, we need a span a Stan Sport uh, regular account, which I think is like your eleven ninety nine a month, and then your Stan Sport on top, which is about another nine ninety five a month. So yeah, um, yeah look, it is a bit of a stitch up with and the you got uh, your Tempen fox sports
2: and you,
0: you've got everything. Like honestly, it's it's. But is so Channel hard. Nine
2: doing what it did with the rugby with Stan? At least one game a week, like because they did do that and um and it was good. That is happening I, with the yes. A League,
0: isn't it? That that's happening with the A League this season, I believe. So um, I don't know. It's so hard to know what sport is on what platform now. It's never been like this for us the last and, few years. But anyway, if
1: anyone, if anyone wants to know what sports or what platform, you just need to look at my bank account statements, and you'll be able yeah, to that. see
0: where all the money goes and which uh, subscription services that I, I have. Absolutely. Well, that's that's me as well, guys. Um, one thing before we get into our special tonight, which we've already mentioned, John, um, before you came on, and uh, we might have an embarrassing mention for you later in the podcast uh, if you do listen back. Um well, What sure did I get called what? out? No, no, in a nice way. We just, you know, yes, you'll have to listen. (laughs) Um, Deshaun Watson did not get signed by anyone before the deadline. So he's going to be getting paid uh, for a whole season of sitting at home, sending um, illicit massage messages.
2: (laughs) I feel a bit sorry for the Texans, to be honest. You know? um... Do
0: you or do you feel proud for them to say, mate, yeah, you might not have been charged and the NFL haven't said you had to be stood down, but we're standing you down. I don't think they should have to pay him. No,
2: nor do I. Nor do I. But, hey. He's... And why they've got to keep paying the guy when um it wasn't their fault that he went around all around the country and well, whatever it is leave. that he's accused of. Should... Been, yep. uh, to me, it's ridiculous giving him all that money. Um, And guys have been set, set aside and lost jobs for far less than what he's... Okay, allegedly accused of, but I've never seen it before, mate. If he was, if he was a white quarterback, let's be realistic. Like, if it was like Harvey, it's like a Harvey Weinstein situation. Yeah, I think the thing is that the
0: look, whoever his agent is, did an unbelievable job. Um, let, let's just be honest about that. He's got so such a watertight uh, contract compared to most players. So good luck to um, his agent who would. Well, say I don't think the play.
2: NFL's got the stones to unpick it.
0: I don't think they can. From all reports, I think they've looked. Mm. Um, Guys, our special tonight, we're going to start with Pete, then John, then me. And we'll mix it up a little bit. We're going to go with our five favourite sporting people of all time. Does not have to be the greatest. Um, And you'll get a few honourable mentions in there as well. So, Pete, we're going to start with you, mate. Who was your number five?
1: My number five, this is completely out of left field. Yeah, It's Morten Gams Pedersen. So a left winger who most people might remember from his time over in England playing for Blackburn Rovers. And the reason why I've kind of thrown him out there is not only was he, as this Norwegian international midfielder and left-footed wide player at times, not only was he brilliant with his distribution with and without the ball, but, he was a guy who pretty much went through his entire footballing career without any controversy, without, mm. you know, bringing a name upon himself, without, you know, he, he just wore the shirt with pride. He just went out there, got a job done at his absolute peak. He was, you know, worth roughly, you know, uh, about 10 million pounds, uh, which was, you know, current market value would be about 50 million. So he was, you know, a decent, like, player in terms of his amount. Yep. But he was just a brilliant guy to watch. And so i tell you what, when, when I was a, a kid growing up, I, I used to watch a lot of Morning games Pedersen and try and replicate his corners, his free kicks, his set pieces, the way that he would distribute a ball. So
0: for me, he makes it in as number five. I, I love it. And and that was the whole point of tonight was the your, it's about you, about what you um, found there. So what about yourself there, John, in number five?
2: Mate, it's so hard, isn't it? And you know it what? Is. And it I is. think, you know, one of the th- themes that's going to come up It's people like when you were younger. I don't have a favourite sports person getting around today. I find it really difficult to connect with the guys who are big in sport. That's going to be a Doing theme. things. Well, it might not I'll, be necessarily I'll, for Pete. It might not be for you, but it is for me. Mm. I'm just um, going to stop
0: you there for one second, mate, just mm. because we're going to have a number of names come out. I think we're going to find this is a very big theme, probably between the three of us tonight. It's going to be probably not filled with modern modern people. Who knows? So you're number
2: five, mate? Um, Well, I didn't want to do all the standards with you before, and I wanted to mix mm. it up. I'm really thinking about who speaks to me across a different variety of sports for different reasons. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to put at number five because this guy really moved me for quite a number of years and I, I didn't miss a thing that he did. I'm not a motor racing guy, um, but I watched a whole lot of MotoGP when Mick Doohan was winning oh, everything. And yeah, he was on abs- And, you know, it was one of the few sports that I've ever been into where I was able to watch it with Louise because um, Louise quite liked watching as well. On our... Um, I framed our wedding date. <laughs> our wedding date was um, designed to fall in between, um, cr- handle in between cricket and rugby seasons. And so <laughs> I couldn't get everyone to either, you know, so I had to fit that, you know, that, the old one week in the middle. Oh, yeah. So we all did it there. and just happened to coincide with the Philip Island GP. So most of our honeymoon in the bedroom, apart from, you know, the other things that happened around that time, um, <laughs> we watched the Grand Prix and watched when win. It was awesome. I love McDowell.
0: I love the fact you said that. I I was starting to get a bit worried um, when you were talking about this because my number five, and I really – and we're going to – probably at about number three, we're going to get some honourable mentions in there, okay? But at number five, I put in Peter Brock. And the reason I put in Peter Brock is my uncles um, were really into motor racing, like completely into motor racing, where they would set up their whole day around Bathurst and, you know – Sandown 500 and all those different races. And Peter Brock just reminds me of my childhood. I was born in the 70s, uh, Pete. I'm giving that away. I was born in the 70s. So Peter Brock was a massive part of Australian culture when I was growing up. And just the car, the classic, you know, the 05 Marlboro, you know, Castrol cars that he had. They're still absolute classics. And if you ever see someone driving one, you automatically go, yep, yeah, that's a that's a that's a Brocky car. So for that reason alone, I um, will put in Brocky. You know, he, um I know that he won uh touring car championships and stuff like that. V eight supercars hall of fame, number of bathursts. But yeah, I think more so for the racing memories over my childhood and I got to see him live. Um, Peter Brock.
2: Well he's an absolute legend, so that's a good call.
0: And and one that you know, honestly, in years to come, will will people even be talking about him? I hope they do. Man, so that's anyway, a great shout! That is a uh, great shout. I suppose on a side note, there, there's always a, vill- a villain and a goodie, a right? Alan Moffat, who drove the Fords, you can argue you can argue that without Moffat, Brock wouldn't have got his successes. Without Brocky Moffat, wouldn't have got his, and that's a big part of motorsport, I think.
1: Look, anyway. it's a big sport. A sport in general, you you need your anti-hero in a way to push your hero to become stronger and better. Like that, that's it, it's a classic tale. You know, you need your Sir Alex Ferguson with your Arsene Wenger to go up against each other to better each other constantly. Like you need, yep, yeah, that's a great. You, you call. need that focus. So that's that, a great that, call. That, that there is sensational.
0: I love that. Well, I'm going to throw number four over to John, uh, put him straight back under the pump, then go to you, Pete. So you're number four there, mate.
2: Go around the sports. And once again, when I think of favourite sports, but the people who move me and they make me do things that I wouldn't normally do. And they make me change my routine and they make me constantly wonder what they're doing. And with a lot of the guys um, that are to come in my list, um, they were big people, big personalities, colourful, larger than life. Yep and one of my top 5 favorite sports people of all time i, I say this to the cows. Come. i don't thinks about the guy off the field i love him off the field i loved him on it and jason o'connors are going on oh
0: because to me there was just it, yeah.
2: there was just no one like him and, mm. and i love him i still love him today i don't think well, the club recovered from when he left um he was our last great well barely hung around for a long time but he, he, he had to leave in acrimonious circumstances. Yeah. I believe he was playing pretty good at the Bulldogs before he left there in pretty acrimonious circumstances. But um, he's my favourite. He's my. He, I don't think he's the best AFL player I've ever seen. I don't think he's the best Australian sports person I've ever seen. But he's pretty close in both categories. And he was my favourite player. Wow. Yeah. No, tot- I can totally,
0: totally get that. Um, love it. Great call. And, and you know, I, I think of all the unbelievable goals, the celebrations to the crowd. Um, he was just, he was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. Definitely outspoken. We, we all know that. But what a footballer. And I, and I get where you're coming from. And in modern football, he, he'd be probably kicked out of a club because he he's, you know, not harmonious in the change rooms. Well, he was pretty harmonious when they were winning. Yeah.
2: Um, so. and being outspoken that's that flip side I mean Jason would have probably struggled with social media but Pop, um, right, yeah. we want we, we hate it when people have absolutely no personality and we do we hate it more when they've got one
0: and, and in australia i've never it's it's as bad as it's ever been um yet yeah we, we go oh god they're boring and if they're exciting we chop them down what about yourself and that's a great call mate a is one of the the very great footballers and personalities in the game over to you Pete
1: yeah, so um, I'm going to stick with the round ball game because uh, for me, number four, is actually the Brazilian central midfielder, Kaká. Oh, so wow. not not only was he, you know, one of the most wholesome and kind of, you know, portrayed as the nicest, most religious footballer who kind of played the game, but he, he properly understood what it meant that, the moment that you cross the white line, you become this warrior. And he embodied this in, you know, the way that he played for AC Milan most, uh, you know, I, I think that that was probably his best representation. So for me, he he just had this persona. Like I say, he, he'd crossed this line and he became just uh, a, a godly person in a way. And, and you know, it, it there's a funny story that, you know, Kikak, um he he challenged um, Ryan Giggs uh, um, from Manchester United uh, during a Champions League night. And Kaká actually stood up, grabbed uh, Ryan Giggs around the neck. uh, And at full time, Kaká basically ran down the tunnel. And Gattuso came over to Ryan Giggs and said, look, Kaká wants to apologize, but he doesn't speak English. So (laughs) like, when you can, come down the tunnel because (laughs) Kaká wants to talk to you and apologize, but he just doesn't know how to. And so Ryan Giggs goes down, they swap jerseys, they have a translator and they they basically just share stories for a little bit. And, and, you know, he's a guy who, again, uh, I I watched and I learned a hell of a lot and I still refer to things that Kikar does where his ability to to work with a ball and create something out of almost nothing is just absolute magical. And, um, you know, obviously he, he was incredibly successful in the years that he had. He, he's obviously picked up a ballon door. Um, he had plenty of success in terms of Champions League or in Italy. Um, he was definitely tempted to head across to Real Madrid um, for a little while. But, um, y- you know, this is, for me, like one of the most amazing footballers to ever grace our game.
2: That's a that's a fantastic call. It's um, an awesome call. Yeah, he's a, – what a great player. And I love that story about him yeah. not being able to speak English but needing to apologise. Did they get a photo <laughs> of that or did they keep that between themselves? And how did yeah, Gattuso look, go being in the middle? Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> Gattuso of all people, the absolute yeah.
2: battery The peacemaker. Rag.
0: The peacemaker. <laughs> Who expects that of yeah. all people? Love yeah.
2: it.
0: Guys, my number four um, – And I know it's not a sport that a lot of Australians take to, but because I've always been into American sport, for me, I still can watch a lot of his highlights. The leading goal scorer of all time, the leading assist scorer of all time, he holds 40 regular season records, 15 playoff records. Uh, I think he holds another 61 uh, National Hockey League records. Is Wayne Gretzky, uh, played for 20 years. The guy is... 5'10", 5'11", weighs about 80 kilos in a sport where you are absolutely crunched, and especially in his prime, they don't protect him like they did now, but Wayne Gretzky made me one of the only people I've ever watched that's almost made me change teams. I've been a Rangers fan since I was about 10 or 11, because I saw someone wearing a Rangers top, Um, and Gretzky um, played for the Kings. So he played for a number of teams, but he put ice hockey on the map in California, And, you know, if you know L.A. and California, the fact that they were selling out um, games in in L.A. um, And they copied the Raiders at that time, you know, the kind of black and white, the black and silver. So, Mm. yeah, Wayne Wayne Gritsky, for me, um, went undrafted when he came into the comp, um, played for Edmonton Oilers. And the Edmonton Oilers were brought into the NHL. And that's how he got in. And they even had to change rules um, specifically based on him. Because he was dominating
2: the sport so much, and they still couldn't stop him. Uh, so it would be just like, yes, yeah, mate. A thought on 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 hockey. I've got two of my very best friends ever who emigrated um, after they to get married in Canada. Yeah, and they're both. You know, we know hockey. There's not much hockey in Logan, hey. Um, no. But um, they both swear by that sport. But absolutely it's- love it. They are just. And they live and breathe it now, living
0: over there. It's a sport you have to be, you have to see live. Um, TV Mm. doesn't do it justice. I love the sport. I can barely watch it on TV. But live, you see the pace. You
2: see the I can't see the puck. When you're on TV? Yeah.
0: No, it's really hard. Especially if it's not like your number one sport and and the power plays and all the different things. I love it because I've followed it for 30-odd years. Um, Mm. But this man, Wayne Gretzky, is he was one of the only people in any sports in America inducted into the Hall of Fame on the day he retired. That'd be cool. That's... Yeah. He is still the leading scorer and and assists are really big in ice hockey. Um, You know, I know they've come into other sports, but ice hockey assists are so important because you get a lot of power plays and three-on-ones and two-on-ones. He actually has more... They call them points. So you get goals and assists but they're both weighted evenly in ice hockey. So he has more points, almost double than anyone else in the history of the game. I I just, for me, he just is, if I said his name in most of the US, I say it in Canada, everyone knows Wayne Gretzky. So that's why he's in mine.
2: Well, to me, and and I'll let Pete say what he wants to say about Gretzky, is that to me, all I know about the guy is that when they talk about Who's the greatest sports person of all time? And you might say, Craig was oh, Bradman so far above everyone, and Michael Jordan or Maradona, whatever. He always seems to make that list. Oh, he's he, he, there would be no one in the world
0: who, who would argue any player comes even close to Wayne Gretzky. He's, he's the Bradman of ice hockey. There's no one even half. They might beat one of his records down the track, so someone might be the, the leading goal scorer, or whatever. But this guy was as I said before, 80-odd kilos against Brutes in a a time when you weren't protected. And I think he's got um, the equivalent equivalent of something like 10 NBA or or 10 NFL MVPs. So I'll just put that in context for you. I just absolutely adore him. And as Pete said before about people on and off field getting in trouble and so forth, or not getting in trouble, you know, being an example – Wayne Gretzky is squeaky clean. None of us are, but he is just one of the great role models. So I took up a lot of the time there.
1: Look, Wayne Wayne Gretzky is also one of the most quotable coaches and people out there. The the fact that, you know, there's the classic uh, quote that everyone who's ever seen The Office knows uh, that pops up in the background. You miss 100% of the shots that you never take. Um, But, you know, Gretzky also in his coaching points always brings up, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where it has been. Um, his, his forward thinking is uh, his super positive in the way that he plays. The The fact that he, he enforces, when you win, you say nothing. When you lose, you say less.
0: Um, like, <laughs> He's got great quotes.
2: Really he really
0: does. does.
1: Just little pockets of, of wisdom um, are, are just incredible. And look, I'll also just add in a little um, tip here. If anyone who is like trying to understand the world of hockey and not really getting a grasp of it, check out all or nothing. Um, focus on the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's on oh, Amazon. Yep. Prime. Uh, look, there's about five episodes. Don't watch it with your kids around because there is a, <laughs> lot of but it is a brilliant insight into the world of, uh, of ice hockey and, and a great insight into, you know, what, what it means to have players of different stages of their career coming together and just working towards a common goal with a great little insight of what, what the hockey world is and what, you know, hockey means to Canadians. So, you know,
0: it's, it's a great story in its well. And the Maple Leaves, one of the great franchises of all time who just cannot get it together the last few years. Mate, I got that um, Amazon Prime free with my Brisbane Raw membership Um, I haven't watched anything on it yet. So if that's on there, I'm I'm uh, going to start watching it. So um, I'm going to go number three and then we'll go Pete and then we'll go John and we'll mix it up for number two. So after our third, um, we'll take a quick break and then we do some honourable mentions. So number three, and I really am not going to wax lyrical about this guy because we already know um, everything about him. So I'm just going to say it and and move on. I have to have Michael Jordan in there because... (laughs) I have to have yeah. him in there. He's my number three. Could be my number one. It just depends on times. But I mean, I don't really have to say why Michael Jordan. I'm a massive NBA fan. I don't have to explain why Michael Jordan's on my list. So Mate, I, uh...
1: I love the fact that you've gone to NBA because to be blunt, I've done the exact same thing. I, I've I've actually gone for Kobe Bryant and I get the that. Re- and, and the reason why I've gone through Kobe is because the the guy. He, he totally understands a fan's perspective and, and yep. the fact that he, he wants to keep on going. And, you know, obviously his concept of you don't want to disappoint the people who have just turned up and just paid, you know, a hundred odd bucks to, to watch someone play. You, you want to play and make sure that the kids and everyone smile in front of you. Um, and obviously hugely devastating that we don't get the fact to enjoy Kobe Bryant anymore, but just an absolute
0: legend. You and, and, and you haven't even really even touched on the kind of basketball he was because he was an unbelievable basketballer. But, but one of the only people in the world who could call out Shaq yep. and become friends with him after their careers ended. Like him and Shaq and him are fantastic mates. One of the only people who idolised Michael Jordan then said, no, I'm going to take you on. I'm going to be better than you. Not many, not many people actually have the courage and the skill to actually do those things.
1: Man, it, it, I, I'm just putting it out there. It's going to be tough for John to find someone just as driven and just as passionate as what Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan have been. So, John, you're number three, please,
0: mate.
2: This is a, oh, so hard doing these lists. You know, I'm looking at my my top three. I've moving them around all yeah, the time. Yeah, I've done the
0: same today. <laughs> I'm looking at my honourable
2: mentions. I'm feeling like I need to send them an official apology. I feel like I need to send an official apology to number three, just for the sake of getting into the spirit of the greatest that ever was type thing. Um, my number three is going to be Diogo Armando Maradona. Wow. Now, yeah. now, 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 I think he's pretty driven, right? But I'm pretty passionate. Um, but I don't look. We've done this list a few times and he's gone one for me. He's gone two. It's he's gone never of to the me. top three. It, you know, yeah. he's always there. Um, like I can't even say if Diego's my favourite football player ever yes yeah, I know what you mean but I do know that he's definitely one of my top three favourite sportsmen and that I miss him a lot since he died Um, I love the way that he uh, to me what made him the greatest of all time now when I say he wasn't my my favourite I know he's the best footballer I've ever seen Um Because none of the guys around today would dare leave a club like Barcelona and trot off to a place like Napoli yes, and put that whole city and that whole club on their back and win in what was then by far the hardest league in the world to do and do it a couple of times. And then, mind you, trot off to a World Cup where he got kicked, literally kicked out of it around his shins four years earlier. And then go and do it, not just once, but get the, a far worse team into the final four years later, playing some pretty ugly footy. And the, and everything that happened since, the entertainment value, the books, the, the videos, he's the, you know, I love him. And I miss him Sad since he's passed. The, the world, especially football, is sadder for his passing. Couldn't say it any better, mate. Couldn't say it any better. And I could easily have him at number one but I'm figuring that I'm pretty sure that Pete's going to have a football guy at number one. (laughs) And I'm not certain that you're not going to Paul. So I'm just going to be that other guy Yep. and look a little bit like, Hmm, what's with Mr. Maitland? Well, (laughs) we're going
0: to have a quick break in the show, but before we do, before we do our final two players, let's just bang out some of our honorable mentions. So if you've got five or six honorable mentions, we'll take it in terms of doing two or three. So Pete, Give us two or three of your honourable mentions. Well, from an Aussie perspective, I, I absolutely have to. Um, shout out the likes of Craig Johnson and yep. Harry Kuehl. Okay. Just don't tell Sean you said Harry Kuehl on the podcast. Um, he Apology, may, Sean. Apologies. He may implode. He may implode. Not his coaching,
1: uh, just his footballing ability. His coaching <laughs> ability, that's a whole other story. Uh, that's a whole podcast on its own. A uh,
2: couple for you there, John. My favourite, like for quite a while, both of these guys were my favourite football player yep. and I still love them to, to, to this day. And one's George Hardy Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. was just such a sublime left footer. I grew sideburns like his for a while around the 84 World Cup. I thought he, everything he did was just gold. I loved him at Barcelona. Him with Stoichkov together. If people haven't watched videos of that, yeah, go and do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and my other on that list of favourite footballers... Was Chris Waddle? I'm not gonna. I don't have Shearer on the list. Yeah, the guy, the guy that I love as a as a, as a Newcastle fan and Geordie fan, for all time, is Chris Waddle. And wow, okay. Um, you know he's my favourite player. I saw him live when I was a kid. Yep. Uh, followed his career, <laughs> cried when he left. Um, and he never went back. So there you go. There you Isn't go.
0: is funny. We do this again next year. Some of these honourable mentions will probably be in our top five. I'll give you a couple of quickies. Bo Jackson. His career was ended, um, obviously, with injuries. I say obviously, people who don't know him. um, Just basically changed sport, was playing uh, baseball and football. And I have to put Stefan Edberg, because um, when I was growing up playing tennis, um, Adidas became really big, and you either wore um, Ivan Lendl, who bored the hell out of me, or Stefan Edberg tops. So I love the fact that I had blonde hair. He had blonde hair. My heritage is Swedish. He was Swedish. So if yeah, you put Stephen Ivan Lendl Ed...
2: on that list, mate, that's as a special mention. That would have been a huge statement.
0: But but in saying that, Ivan Lendl and Stefan Edberg kind of changed sports marketing in a lot of ways because Adidas put everything behind their tennis gear, and everyone was wearing their stuff. Um Edberg was the, the, the kind of red and yellowy stuff and um, blue and green I think was Lendl but anyway, a couple more honourable mentions there guys <laughs> I know, I know yeah. I didn't oh, put him look, on my list
1: <laughs> Another one that I'm going to throw out there is actually going to be a bit again, left field, completely random and I don't know whether or not uh, you guys are going to agree it's actually going mm-hmm. to be the former Canterbury Bankstown winger, Hazamel Masri. Oh, yeah. No, it yes. is awesome, mate. you got no arguments from us, mate. <laughs> mate, what, what a tenacious and determined uh, player. And what kind of a leader and a captain.
0: Uh, like, yeah. In, in, Look, in tough times too, Pete. In tough exactly. times for a guy with his beliefs and everything to be that leader and everything. I think that's a fantastic mention.
1: To be fair, I, I I grew up in Bankstown. Uh, that's where I lived for twenty odd years of my life. So you know, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs was kind of, you know, they they trained at the oval at our school kind of thing. Like wow. They they were within range at all times. So you know, it was pretty damn special being able to see a whole lot of these guys growing up, and the 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 fact that they were so tangible, but at the same time they was so um, just so honourable. Uh, yep. So, you know, yep. br- brilliant, brilliant
0: people. A yep. couple for me, Kelly Slater, because he changed surfing and, and made surfing a sport. And I don't think anyone can do the stuff he did. And a lot of people bagged him early on that he could only surf small waves, but he proved himself that he could surf any conditions and there'll never be a better surfer than Kelly Slater. And for motorsport, for me, for... The driving, it, he was almost there, but I had to go, Brocky. Was Ayrton Center because that guy was just crazy. So, what about
2: you there, John? Any Ayrton Center's awesome. is awesome. Little known fact, I, I did have a girlfriend at one point, many, many four score, many, many years ago, who um, lived in Sefton and I did go to the footy at Belmore. So, yeah, all good. But um, that one go to the keeper. Uh, my, my, <laughs> league, my league honorable mention. When I was a kid, man, I had the jer- Queensland jersey. My first Queensland jersey yep. um, was Bob Lindner.
0: Wow! Wow! Now,
2: yeah. Now I idolise that guy much like what people do. Remember in school, like when you're at school and going to school, and you know, in a Brisbane, and you, and it's all rugby league, and it's all you know a bit of rugby but mostly all rugby league, and um, and everyone was pitching their tennis to who their favourite team and player was. I love Bob Lindner. He didn't even play for my team. I went for brothers. He was playing at South. Yep. But I just thought he was really cool, man. I liked his hair. That's a big thing. You know, when you're younger, and I like it, I like the dude's hair. I thought he looked good. He was smart. Like he went to uni did all that sort of stuff. And um, and he was a gun player, so I'm going with Bobby Linda on my honorable mentions list.
0: Absolutely love it. Guys, we're gonna have a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna to go to our final two. Um, we do ask if you want to put your five favourite sporting people of any sport um, put it on the Love Sport Podcast group Love Sport Podcast on Facebook or Twitter, we'd love to see your five and we'll post that question up as well so please do what
2: you have here tonight boys. that's what you've earned here tonight one game we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not
0: Okay, welcome back, guys. We're doing our five favourite sporting people of all times. has already been a really – I love the fact we don't tell each other beforehand. It just makes it so much sweeter to hear it from you at the time. So we're going to do our number two uh, person, that is. Uh, <laughs> that was the worst joke ever. I'm not going to edit it. Um, so we'll go with you, Pete. Your number two on your list of favourite sporting people of all time.
1: My number two, it's got to be uh, Ash Barty, you know, an absolute legend who's won 13 singles titles, 11 doubles titles, has won grand slams. Uh, Luke, an absolute amazing human being who, you know, has played cricket, has played tennis, has been involved in uh, sports since she was four, has gone through a whole lot of, tough stuff, but at the same time, keeps coming out and being stronger. And she's super driven, knows exactly what where she wants to be yep. and how she wants to get there. And she's she's got a great set of values that she's uncompromising in. So yep. she has a fair belief and she knows exactly how she wants to achieve what she's going to achieve.
0: And, and, and having almost that year off where she got to see that mighty Richmond team win a grand final in Brisbane – she actually has, she speaks to every person now. You know, you see her in the crowd holding a beer, you see her with her friends. She brought like Steph Gilmore and people like that surfers to games. She looks like she's got the balance just absolutely right, which is almost impossible as a sports person.
1: Absolutely. And that's, they're the wholesome sports people. So we can obviously say, you know, your best ever's are the, like the untouchables, but, When you get someone like an Ashbardi who still seems so grounded and is still just so, you know, so approachable, but he's still so successful, it, it makes it feel like, hey, you know what? We're all either all part of this journey or we're all involved in the process. So it is just really enjoyable to watch.
0: It, it comes down to friends and family as well and, and actually listening to your friends and family because you see guys like Jordan and I know. He's got off on his charges. But you guys like that, yeah, I don't care how much talent you've got. If you're going to be a knob out on the juice when you've asked special permission to go to the US and train, you just can't have those people as, as people you look up to or people you admire. So she is the absolute opposite of that. Um, what about you, Pete? Oh, sorry, Pete John, number two. Well, I you. just
2: want to do something slightly different because... it. Didn't get to mention my other honorable mention, and I really oh, want to bring, bring him in, up because right, I think he's a bit of the antithesis of the sort of dudes that Pete's going with. Um, I'm going to tell you the places he played at in order, and I want to see if anyone can guess who it is. All right, so 1991, starts in Vasco da Gama, Palmeiras, then the Flamengo, then the Corinthians, then the Vasco da Gama, <laughs> then the Fiorentina, then the Vasco da Gama. He's back there again. <laughs> then he goes to Santos, then he goes to Napoli, then he goes. To Tokyo Verdi, who I don't know who they are. Um, then he goes to Urua Red Diamonds, back to Vasco, back to Fluminense, then to Nova Iquaku. who's that? Then to Miros, uh, And then in 2008, he ends up at Vasco to go over again. then comes back in 2012. Guess where? At Vasco. Anybody know who this guy is? <laughs> Most famous for when he's at Fiorentina under Trapitone, saying that he's not going out to play unless... Uh, at half-time is provided with ladies to service him oh. while he's there, which is one of the reasons why he doesn't Not get the the animal. animal. But it's the animal, man, Edmundo. <laughs> oh, <Mundo. laughs> Edmundo. Edmundo, just... Alves de Souza, What a clam, man. What a, I, I, do you know what? He wasn't using anyone as a peacemaker, man. No, I, I, oh. I remember telling you,
0: I don't know if I remember telling you guys, I, I read a book about um, sex and foot it was called Sex and Football, and it was about, mm. it wasn't all about sex and football, but it was about footballers who just did absolutely whatever they wanted. And in modern times, you know, and he was one of the first chapters, Edmundo. So as soon as you started saying something of those clubs, I'm like, I know who this is. He, um, his wife knew, <laughs> his wife knew about a lot of these things going on.
2: She so probably didn't want him at home.
0: <laughs> well, he was calling the animal for a number of reasons. That was a, a fantastic call. Was that your honourable mention or your number two? No,
2: it was not my number two. But, <laughs> but literally, um... Um, He was on a prevention because I used to love following his career was wild. It it really was. And he could play,
0: though. He could play. None of those clubs would have taken him if he couldn't play. Well, he could. He was
2: was in some proper Brazilian teams and he was nowhere near that 7 1 defeat. So I bet he was happy about that.
0: (laughs) So who is your number two?
2: Because that that could have been a number two because that's
0: fantastic.
2: Right. My number two um, could easily be a number one. He's the guy that really made me fall in love with the NFL. Oh, my God. And I think he's one of the most exciting individual talents in any sport that one could possibly ever hope to see. He was a free spirit um, in the NFL. His name is Brett Favre. He he set the record for the most number of consecutive starts by any player in the NFL. I think it was 280, 279. Without leaving the game, the dude got bashed all the time, getting worked at quarterback. And one of my favourite stories about is a couple of stories about Brett Favre, Pete. Um, When he was first drafted, he was drafted to Atlanta Falcons and they only picked him up. That's always a bit of a country hick. He didn't go to a big big college program. He came straight out of – he's from Mississippi and he came out of one of those small-town Mississippi colleges. And the coach, who just treated him as a complete idiot, just used to basically go to the coach on the other sideline and said, send me your best thrower and I'll bet you 50 bucks that my guy can throw it over the stand and he could. Yep. So Favre didn't know, and after a while he twigged anyway, he he said, I've got to get out of here, this guy's an idiot. And um, from there, the rest is history, but he was sitting in a meeting, team meeting, like a year and a half after he'd been the starting quarterback. You know how they talk about all those different defense styles, like nickel and dime and stuff like that?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Mike Holmgren sets it out and says, we want to hit them with a dime defense, and when they do a dime defense, they're going to do this. And Brett Favre turned to his his, his his um backup quarterback, and said something like, I can't remember who it was. It was um might have been Mike Brunel or someone like that. He said, hey, Mark, I need you to tell me something. He said, what's that? He said, well, what the hell does he mean when he says dime defense? And Brunel said, I couldn't believe he asked me. And anyway, the next week they went into the Super Bowl with that play, and he said he read the dime defense and threw a touchdown in the first series, and they won that Super Bowl. I love said, that. I never would have known it if they hadn't told me what a dime defense was.
0: I love that. Where was he? Um, where did he play college?
2: Like something like Mississippi State or something yeah. like that.
0: Yep. Okay.
2: Who actually sure, down there? Here. Yeah. Oh. And I love Brett. And uh, you know, he had a way to reach the fans and touch the fans and make you feel special. And and you know, it's it's very arguable it's to say that probably Aaron Rodgers, who's come since, is a far better quarterback. But as soon as he, he was as eligible. Fun. He he's was not, the fi- He's the first uh, belt Hall of Famer. He's a top 10 quarterback of all time. He's, you, you, he used to hold a lot of records that Brady's gone past.
0: Definitely. And, and I'll tell you what, uh, from a neutral point of view, um, who would I rather watch? I'd rather watch a gunslinger, man. And he was a gunslinger. He threw picks that you wouldn't believe, but he also pulled off the unbelievable.
2: Mate, he, cru- will- he, he crucified us so many times in big games with terrible mistakes, but you always forgive him because you knew that at the end of the day he was trying to win. And I say to my kids that I coach, if you make a mistake, I don't care if you make a mistake. I literally use the exact line that I got from the coaches with him, as long as you're trying to win the game.
0: Well, exactly right. And, And I have to jump ahead of you, Pete, for a reason that you'll understand in a moment. My number two player of all time, similar in some ways, but he carried a team, never won a Super Bowl, Dan Marino. He's the reason I love the Miami Dolphins, as horrendous as they are. Dan Marino was everything to us as Finns fan. I don't know any Finns fan who doesn't own at least two or three Marino tops, and he was just unreal, man. He um he was meant to go really early in the draft in the same year that um John Elway did. He ended up dropping down to twenty seventh in the uh in, in the eighty three draft. He led most. He he held heaps of the records before Fav took some of those records as well. Um, but this might not mean much to you, Pete. I'm not putting you down. We know that football, the world game's your thing. This guy had a passer rating of 86 at the end of his career, John. At at the end of his career, his passing rating was 86 for for a guy that had no run, had Ricky Williams for a year. They had nothing at the Dolphins except Dan Marino, and he had an 86.4
2: passer rating at the end of his career. There's plenty of American football fans older than us. who will take Dan Marino as the best quarterback ever.
0: It's just unfortunately we live in a world we we live in a world where it does come down to the rings on the
2: fingers, and Dolphins just could not get him the right I don't, team. I know it does, but also it doesn't. Like an Elway, the Elway Marino thing's really interesting. Like Elway only got those two um, Super Bowl rings right at the back end, back end of his career, and the, and when they beat the Packers in that second five, the, the back-to-back five Super Bowls, Yep, uh, they went in as, as outright underdogs. I think what Elway was able to do was to always get ordinary teams to the Super Bowl. Yep. well he got like five or six teams there, which is not... It, only Brady's like that. So I,
0: You know, I know people outside of the Dolphins fans. I mean, imagine... I, I do quite often, and I must be a sad man, I do quite often imagine... I look at the teams of that era, and you put Dan Marino into some of those teams, and they're going to win multiple. In my mind, they're going to win multiple Super Bowls. Um, Miami had a history of getting really good plays in for one or two years, and Ricky Williams was an unbelievable running back who decided that marijuana and traveling the world spiritually was more important. And good on him. There's a really good ESPN uh, doco called "Run, uh, Run, Ricky Run."
2: Look, which... don't forget. Look, the other thing is you've got to remember with Marino. Um, and that and that Miami Dolphins Club, you had one of the greatest coaches of all time. Oh, yeah, yep. So yep. you've got the yep. greatest court, you, if you've got the greatest quarterback, one of the greatest coaches of all time, not getting the Super Bowl, that's a big problem. Oh, no, no doubt in the world.
0: And I mean, Marino fell down the draft in eighty three um, behind guys, like way. but also another guy who wasn't even going to play when he was drafted, he said, "I'm not playing for this team. Um uh, Jim Kelly, mm. one of one of the, Jim Kelly, uh, Pete, played in four losing Super Bowls for the Buffalo Bills as quarterback. And so that just goes to show you how good he was. He was sensational. So that was a good year for drafting quarterbacks, wasn't it? I think six were drafted in the first round. Yeah, good Yeah, anyway, Nevertheless, who's number two up now? That'd be Pete, wouldn't it?
1: done the number 2 with dash Barty. so oh, now we're moving too. on to uh, the big number 1 but before i uh, i do that Ooh. i'll give it another honorable mention yeah, to I someone love it. who was definitely up there and for those who might have been in sydney for the most recent games between the matildas and brazil we got the joy of watching marta oh um, yeah Good one cool. of the most amazing footballers i think we've ever seen grace the game and in 2019 she obviously came out with the brilliant speech at the end of the uh, semi-final game between France and Brazil uh, where she spoke into the camera talking about, you know, we're asking girls, there's not going to be Formiga forever. There's not going to be Marta forever. There's not going to be a Christine. Women's football depends on you. Think about it. Value it more. Cry now so you can smile at the end. Wow. And, and even Marta coming out and saying, look, I'm going to wear red lipstick because I'm going to dare and I'm more than happy to dare that the red is the color of blood and I want to leave blood on the pitch. So I'm going to use it every game from now on. And Marta for me is not only one of the best footballers ever, and she's obviously got the awards to be able to back that up when she won uh, FIFA's best player of the year uh, six times. Five of those were 20, uh, 2006 to 2010. So she won five in a row. Um, and then she won it again in 2018. So there's no doubt about her impact on the game. But to me, the my number one on this list is actually going to be an interesting one with mm. yet again an, a Norwegian footballer. And it's actually Arda Hugenberg, who <gasps> is a sensational footballer who back in a, a number of years ago left the Norwegian national team because she took the stance and she wanted to really make a public statement talking about, I don't want to play for a team who doesn't value who we are as footballers. And so she took a very public stance of saying, I won't play for the Norwegian national team until we get the respect that we deserve. Yep. And at that time, Ada Hagenberg was also the best player in women's football. She had just won Ballon d'Ors. She had just been winning Champions uh, Leagues. She had been ever in, uh, in England playing for uh, playing alongside the likes of Chelsea. She had obviously uh, uh, playing, you know, in respect from Chelsea's head coach uh, Emma Hayes. She's obviously built this crazy career over at Olympic uh, Lyon over in France from since 2014. So she scored 144 goals in 118 games. Like this is what a player. So that's a great call for the fact of her values and she's willing to stand up for her beliefs in such a vocal way. And, you know, there's plenty of people who, who went against her and said, no, you're doing the wrong thing. But she was happy to make a stance and went against the grain for the greater good.
0: Wow. That's a, that's a really good call. That's
2: a really, really top call. Bit of pressure on you here, John. It's interesting listening listen to Pete talk about um, his number one there. And I'm trying to get my head around how I feel about her stance. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's what Pete's called. I me. Mean, that's cool. I mean, I understand what he's saying, the principle of that. I'm going to go with somebody who probably walked a totally different road mm-hmm. and didn't leave until he'd gained absolute and complete respect for the program that he loved most, which was the Queensland Rugby League. And mm. that when this guy started playing, and I remember him, I, I remember him as a, a young guy because we were just come. His was, name was just come through. Like I remember coming. I only remember the first game Queensland Origin played because my mum and dad let me get up and watch the the dressing room scenes after because they'd actually won. Yep. And and I think Wally Lewis for me encapsulates everything that I value in sport which is the fight, the determination, the drive to be the best, the drive to make your teammates the best, and the drive to make everyone know that if you're not going to respect us, I'm going to make you respect us. That's and brilliant call. And he completely dragged Queensland from the SHIT hole into the absolute basement. He was so good, they had to put a new team into the primary comp for him. Um he he was, to me, he was everything in sport and and I, res, I respected him all through his um, career and I've met him a couple of times. Um, I've had him sign, I've read all his books and to me, he's the greatest sports person that I've one been ever, ever seen and, and it happened right here. And he was World Football of the Year several times. Um you know, he was the greatest rugby player in the world, league or union. Few people know this. Well, lots of people know, it, but that he, when he was in the Australian schoolboys for rugby union, his um, his partner in the halves was Mark Ella. Yep. And if he had stayed playing rugby union, I think the Wallabies would have probably. Can you imagine the Wallabies playing oh, with Paulie Lewis gosh. and Mark Ella together?
0: And the other brothers,
2: oh, it goes goodness. down as the greatest halfback combination in that sport as well. And they both say that that other person's the best player they ever played with.
0: And, and the best, generally, I mean, so many of the best actually do. Um, I, I I touched uh, earlier on Wayne Gretzky when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and then I think they had a thousand of the best hockey players and journalists and everything um, voted on the greatest player of all time. He voted for three other people. And when they gave the speech, he gave three others he would have had ahead of him. So common com,
2: commonality there. Um, yeah, and I don't find him arrogant. I don't find any of that. I know lots of people in New South Wales hate on him, mind. but look, that, that, that's the product of what happened. When, when whenever they do the voting for, um, you know, the the team of the century, the captain of the century, all that, you hear all those other players talk. And it's, it's just a, it's it just is it is the case that they all say. That he's the greatest player that that sport's ever had.
0: I love the fact you brought him up. Um, I found out a couple of years ago that I was an epileptic and it was pretty, um, had some pretty bad seizures in front of my family, which scared the hell out of them. He's an epileptic. He had a pretty bad um, uh, seizure on on live TV as a sport. He's a sports reporter in in Queensland, uh, Pete. So he does Channel 9 Sport. And I he had sure a seizure. I remember
1: that uh, that very well. And people were questioning why he was licking his lips during the interview. Yeah, I
0: remember yeah. that
1: very, very well.
0: And so he's done unbelievable work for epilepsy education and, and so forth. So that's another re- just another reason for me that he's just such a brilliant man. Um, mine is because anyone who knows me, and I think you too do know me well enough, Richmond is my blood. Richmond is, you, honestly, you cut my arm, I'm bleeding yellow, i black, right? I love all my sport, but if Richmond's my be-all and end-all. Um, so I haven't put a soccer player in there, which I was very tempted, but I've actually put in Matthew Richardson from Richmond, where I know a lot of Richmond supporters might put in Dusty and people like that. But Matty Richardson, for me, was everything good and bad about my club. He kicked the most ever goals. He's kicked the most ever goals at the MCG. So I think he's got 460-odd goals at the MCG. He's kicked 800 in his career. The guy would either kick from 55 metres out and kick an absolute ripper, or he'd miss it from five metres out. (laughs) I just want to put it in perspective for those who don't know how bad Richmond were at the time. We had this unbelievable forward in Matty Richardson, and we would have guys stream out of the centre and put the ball 20 metres over his head or 10 metres in front of him. You didn't quite see that on TV. When you're at the game, Matty Richardson was so fast for a guy who was six foot six, six foot seven. He was already away from his opponent. So in in the modern game, I think he would have kicked over a thousand goals. I, I really, really do because you can't touch a forward. And guys used to chop him, chop his arms all the time. And he was he's the best athlete I've ever seen besides Lance Franklin at that position. Um, for me, I think uh, just let me. I have to cheat on this one. I'm sorry, guys. I have to check something. Yeah, here we go. I, I, th- I was going to say 12 times. 13 times, he was our leading goal kicker. So in 16 years, and two of those years, he was out with knee reconstructions. 13 years, he was a leading goal kicker. So automatically inducted into Richmond's uh, team of the century. Um, Just the only reason I could go to the football in the 90s and and early 2000s was Matty Richardson. So he is 100% my favourite ever Richmond player. I'm lucky enough to have had a few dealings with him, and I've got um, a boot from his final season signed. Which has grass in it, so <laughs> I love it. It's 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 in a case. It won't be taken out again. Um, it'll go to my favourite uh, grandchild who follows Richmond. But he is there. Are some players, aren't there? No matter how bad your team's going, you can go because someone's playing in your club. That's he kept my fires going at Richmond. So Matty Richardson's my number one,
2: and that's fair enough, and that's a great call, and I don't blame you. Why not?
0: And who knows, you, you know, at the end, I've got no qualms saying that Dusty will probably be the greatest Richmond player who's ever played, but Dusty didn't keep me at the football like Matty Richardson did in all the hard times. And honestly, honestly, if you if you had him at a decent club, the guy would have kicked almost a record amount of goals because no one could keep up with him.
2: No He's one. He's a great player. I, I only really saw him live a couple of times. Mum was in the in the finals at, um, I think it was the preliminary final at the Gather in 2001.
0: You guys pumped us absolutely. That's pumped
2: right. us, but they it, kept it, kicking the ball over his head that
0: night, mate. I tell you, I never got I, there. I've never seen someone be so badly treated by his own teammates in terms of um. He would the, one of my favourite Richmond photos ever. Please indulge me here. Is he's been he's jumped into a pack and tried to like basically bulldoze a pack, and he's been pulled onto the ground, and he gets holding the ball, and as the umpire is giving him holding the ball, he gives the umpire the bird.
2: Like, he knew the umpire was
0: about the... It's this famous Richmond photo of him lying on the ground with about four Kongwood players on him, and he's given the the umpire a bird. I'll put it up on the page this week. (laughs) That's who he was. But off the field, his favourite thing is music. He just goes to every gig you could possibly imagine. And um, Richmond's team in the 90s, every single one of them wanted to be a rock hero, and every one of them had bad haircuts. So there we go. All right. Guys, I don't know if you've got any other honourable mentions, but I can tell you now, um, that's the, the beauty of sport. We've come out with so many different angles, the three of us, that I'd love to see people on the Love Sport pages put up there. So I'll put up a post tonight. Um, I'd love to know who your favourite five are. I mean, I keep I'm hearing your guys. I'm like, how did I miss him? How did I miss that one? So some really great calls. Any Any final things to say there, guys?
2: I don't really want to say anything after my after speaking about Wally and all those guys and yep. listening to you guys and enjoying all those th- learning about some different people I hadn't thought about. And um, it was fun.
0: Yeah. I, that's why we love sports so much. And it's and why I respect you guys. I love hearing the different points of view that we've all got. Um, Pete, final word for you, mate.
1: But I, I think I'm going to spend most of the night tonight uh, scrolling through YouTube and watching highlights of all of these players do magical things from <laughs> all the sports that we've mentioned. But as you mentioned there, I, I highly suggest uh, anyone who's tuning into the podcast here, you jump on Facebook, go to the Love Sport podcast, search us up in there. There's a Facebook group. Chuck your suggestions of, you know, who would be some of your favorite sports people um in the facebook group or you know you can always hit us up on twitter as well it, it's a great opportunity for us to kind of share our own lists and 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 you know agree disagree and you're not meant to have the same as someone else That that's the beauty of this and we've got so many different uh impacts or people have uh, you know changed our decisions along the way so look absolutely brilliant to be able to share this and i'll look forward to uh Checking out on the Facebook group and on Twitter, uh,
0: what everyone else's suggestions are. Well, I'll get a post up tonight for people to be able to do it, and um, I do, I do hope we get some good feedback on it because I really want to see people's point of view and then go find some players I've never heard of as well, which I think's, you <clears> know, I'm now going to go watch Wally Lewis's uh, Wally Lewis taking on everyone in the New South Wales team who are two foot taller than him. I'm going to watch yeah, a couple he,
2: of those videos. No one's heard of him. I'm going to, um, I'm going to go okay. online and get myself a. Vasco da Gama Edmundo jersey from 2008. I've got to get one of them. I think I might go get a Marta jersey. <laughs> yeah. And, um, put a bit of blood on it.
0: Sounds good. Guys, this has been the Love Sport Podcast. I've had an absolute ball with the boys tonight. Um, please, as Pete said, get on the page and give us your feedback. We'll read out the stuff. We value your opinion as much as our own. This is the Love Sport <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us for our favourite five sporting people of all time. Hopefully it gave you a bit to think about. You can also put your five favourite uh, sports people of all time up on the Love Sport podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get us at Paul underscore football, John at Lambic Peach and Pete at Pete Novikowski on Twitter. We'd love to get your top five. You never know, could change our opinion. This is, was and always will be, the Love Sport podcast.